As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Three, two, one, zero. Hello. Welcome to... Episode 106. 5 a.m. Joel. Hey Chainers, welcome to another edition of Chain of Wealth. I'm your host, Dennis O'Brien. And I'm Katie Welsh. So Katie, today we have Joel with us and I had such an awesome time chatting to him. He's got a crazy story. He wakes up at 5 a.m. every morning. Even like on Saturday? Every day of the week. And Sunday? And Sunday. He actually, you know the funny thing is we actually spoke about that a bit later in the episode and I won't spoil what he said, but... I think there's a lot to be said for people that wake up early. You struggle to wake up at like 5.30. Yes, but just because so. I struggle doesn't mean I don't have a massive respect for people that do. Oh yeah, I definitely do. Um, because I also struggle for 5.30. Even though I have high expectations, I set my alarm every day for 5 o'clock. Yeah, but it's super hard getting up. and. Joel's also got some other cool stuff. He's also semi-retired. He's taking a year off, which is really, really cool. He's just like that far ahead in his journey that he has the ability to do it without it having major financial repercussions. So that's really, really interesting. Yeah, I think uh, mini retirements are really good for the soul and it's good to kind of just reorganize your life and see where you're going next. Yeah, completely agree with you. So are you ready to talk to him? In one second. Chainers, if you'd like to join a community of like-minded people, head on over to chainofwealth.com slash group. There you can join our Facebook group where you can interact with a nice small niche community and really get ahead in your finances. Yeah, and it's a huge help if you're trying to pay off some debt or invest or anything. So definitely check it out because we're all there to help each other. Awesome. You ready to dive in, Kate? Yes. Great stuff. Let's do it. Welcome to Chain of Wealth. Here's your host, Dennis, inspiring you to begin your journey of financial freedom. Today we have Joel with us. 
Joel is a 33-year-old technology sales rep from LA. However, he recently quit his job to travel and test the waters of early retirement. Joel's sharing stories on his blog, 5amjoel.com, and writes about how to make much better use of your time and better use of your money. Welcome, Joel. Hey, thanks for having me. You're very welcome. So, got a random question for you. Who's your favorite superhero and why? That is a very random question. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I will admit it would have to be Wolverine. And uh, I want to tell you that it's definitely not because I have a man crush on Hugh Jackman. Definitely not man crush. (laughs) Hugh Jackman, not for me. I mean, you know, I haven't Googled him today or anything, but, uh, you know, I just, yeah, Wolverine, that's for me. (laughs) Cool. So let's chat about mini retirements. So for people that don't know, what is mini retirements and how long have you been on your mini retirements? Yeah. um, So I've been unemployed for five months. I quit my job back in March. And, um, for people who don't know, a mini retirement is basically just taking an extended vacation away from full-time work, uh, longer than what your paid time off will allow. And you're pretty much living off your savings or your investment withdrawals in the meantime. And it can be different periods of time. I think, uh, some people call it a gap year and it's basically it's basically a mini retirement. You know, you're focusing on travel, your hobbies, and and your general well being. And um, you know, because some people just need a break. Sometimes um, I personally have been working. I mean, full time employed since I was fourteen or so. So um, you know, I, I just needed a break. And um, yeah. I think also like when it comes to early retirements and retirements in general, most people are only really able to retire when they are significantly older. And you know, the problem with that is that by that time, a lot of your youth is spent to put it nicely. You know, you're not as um, young and agile as you once were and sort of like wanting to go out and do stuff and explore come, it almost can become a bit of a burden, can't it? Yeah, and for me, I kind of was just watching my 30s fly by. And if your time is consumed with work um, and and a job and a company that doesn't truly appreciate everything about you, they, they can kind of slowly suck the creativity out of you over many, many, many years. And then you, you sort of wake up in regular retirement later on, not really knowing who you are and what you do and uh, and what to do with your time. So for me, I just, I wanted an out and and I built a safety net to allow that. Um, I, I quit without a plan, actually. And I guess that's a bit of a no-no. People say, you got to have a plan and you got to have a list of things to do. But um, I really just, I wanted to travel a little bit and I didn't really know where or why. I guess I just needed some time off. So... Here I am taking extended time off. <laughs> <laughs> so where's some of the destinations you've traveled to? Oh, I packed my wife and dog in the car and we headed up the coast from Los Angeles 
driving the Pacific coastline. We stopped at a few national parks along the way. So all of California, Oregon, Washington made it to the right to the northwest tip of the United States and then traveled east to Montana. Um, my wife's family had um, a small place in Montana where we stayed at for about a month and used that as a sort of a place to launch off to several other little camping trips through Canada and Glacier National Park and around Montana and then drove all the way home. So, yeah, I, I think I've clocked about 6,000 miles uh, in my Prius. So that's kind of cool. So just just the West Coast. That's really cool. So... I know we've been chatting about early retirement. Would you say that it's an option for most people? And what goes into planning it? Yeah, I would say it's definitely an option for most people. But there's a caveat there. I think it's not truly the goal of a lot of people. So you can't really throw out a blanket statement, anyone can retire early. Well, I think it's true. A lot of people don't really want to. And that's okay. So. They're okay doing their thing and retiring later in life, doing something they love. Um, but with that said, I think if you ask any retired person, hey, could you have retired earlier? I think their answer would be yes. They would say, yep, I could retire sooner if I just did X, Y, Z back then. And so, yeah, I think, uh, I think people can. No, it definitely makes sense. And it's also sort of a state of mind as well, I think, to some point, you know, like sort of, having the conceptual um, ability to think through, you know, I still am able to do what I want to do, but I still want to work further and I want to like further myself, you know, and having that ability is really cool. Yeah, absolutely. And so I think anyone can, and if they disagree, it's probably just because they don't have the right mindset. And it's also probably because they don't really understand how, and it's not that hard. Um, with a little bit of research and, and just self-education, I think it is possible. And uh, yeah, so it's, it's really not that hard if they want to figure out how. Cool. So actually going about doing it, I, I know you said you didn't really have too much of a plan, but I'm sure you had some kind of an idea as to how much the year would cost you and like how that would impact um, your actual retirement, which would be later on, you know? Are you going to deplete substantial amounts of savings to do this? Or, you know, had you accumulated quite a fair amount of money to sort of compensate for um, taking a year off? Yeah, and I get that question a lot. Um, they, people ask, well, have you hit financial independence yet? And uh, I guess my answer technically is no. But I'm so far along the path. So the short answer is yes. I currently taking time off work and slowly eating into my savings. Uh, but again, because I'm so far along, I can afford to take my foot off the gas a little bit. And I'll just, I'll give you a, just a quick example because I'm in a different situation than most people. Um, picture a regular guy whose annual expenses are about 60 grand per year. He spends 60,000 bucks a year in annual expenses, and he's sitting on investments and savings of about $100,000. His $100,000 really isn't working really, really hard for him. He's not making a lot of money off of his investments. So for him to take a year off work, it's going to cost him pretty much $60,000. And he'll slowly eat away his entire investment and nest egg if he takes too much time off work. 
Now picture a guy who's sort of got the same lifestyle and living expenses. It costs him about $60,000 a year to live. But this guy has built a substantial you know, nest egg. He's got, let's say, a million dollars worth of um, investments in the stock market and real estate. And these investments are working really, really hard for him at a good rate. In fact, they're spitting off, let's say, $50,000 a year in dividends and cash flow. So it costs him $60,000 to live his year, but his investments are actually paying $50,000 of that. So he's really only eating into his retirement, I guess, $10,000 per year. That's his deficit. And $10,000 on a million-dollar portfolio really isn't that much. So I guess your question of, you know, if you take a gap year, how much does it cost you? It really depends on how far you, how long you are in the FI path. And I'm very far along. So I, I really don't have, I don't have too many worries. Um, I did a technical analysis of it, but it really didn't come down to exact numbers because to me, it doesn't matter at this point. And then I'll throw something else out there as well that I've definitely thought about. So the other thing is, what are you going to do with your spare time? And is it possible to make money in your spare time to fill that gap or even save more? So this second guy who's spending $60,000 a year and $50,000 is paid for him really only needs to make $10,000 in an entire year for him to fully fund his lifestyle and not eat away at his investments. So your question to me about how much will this gap year cost me? Um, if I'm able to make a little bit of money in the meantime, uh, you know, I might be able to live this early retirement forever. And that just depends on, you know, what you can do with the capital that you have and, you know, what you want to do with your time. So yeah, that's, I mean, it's great options available to, uh, to those far along in the FI you know, path. Yeah, and I definitely appreciate that. And I think that kind of demonstrates the power of if you get your head on a financial first mindset and sort of think very long term and start planning from a young age, you can really kind of do things like this and it's not going to cost you a ton of money. That's exactly right. And I think that's just it. It's sort of planning from a young age. And that's not to say that people in you know their older age can't start planning for retirement. They just have to work a little bit harder. They can't afford to take the luxuries, the, the gap years off um, later in their career. Right. And also the sort of the older you get as well, you start getting higher and higher paychecks. So there is kind of that compensation gap that you can close if you are a little bit older and starting your journey. So going back to FI, when did you start your journey? So um, first of all, FI, the term, I actually really only stumbled on uh, less than a year ago. So this whole financial independence movement, if you will, is, is kind of new to me. But uh, I knew from very early age that I wouldn't work forever. That was never in my plan to retire at 67 or whatever the age is these days. Um, I always knew that I would do something significant and, and early in life and take time off and, and really enjoy it. So um, it started when I was a kid. Um, my mom 
put me to work for various jobs around the house for sort of a, a weekly allowance, if you will. And she sat down with me before she paid me anything. I would do one job for five cents and, you know, how many jobs per week and maybe I'd get a $1 paycheck at the end of it. Uh, she would sit down with me and she would, first of all, divide my $1 earnings into three segments. 10% went to charity or to the church where I was raised Christian and 45% went to savings. It was money you couldn't touch. It just, it's not even yours, 45%. And then 45% would go to spending. So for every dollar that I earned, she would actually only give me 45 cents. And that was great. That was fine. That was enough. You know, I was a kid, just enough to buy a bit of candy and whatnot. And I kind of carried that savings rate like throughout my life. Um, sure, there are periods where, um, you know, I'd move and have significant expenses and I wouldn't actually save 45%, but, you know, it was around there. Um, so my mom taught me, you know, a bit of frugality and, and definitely savings earlier in life, right from when I was a kid. Um, I was different than most kids, which, you know, is okay. And then the investing side, I think, is very important as well. You can't just save and save and save and save as a kid. Um, I've actually got a friend who's sort of done that. They've never made an investment in their life. They don't even have a credit card. They get a pretty, you know, stacked bank account, but that's it. It's not doing anything for them. So I think self-education around investing is really important. Uh, when I was 18, my parents helped me purchase my first investment property. Um, it was sort of a, a family deal, if you will. Because of my savings, I actually had a, you know, about seven grand when I was 18. And uh, I was able to contribute that to a portion of a down payment for this investment property. Uh, my mom made me uh, go through all the numbers. My dad sat down with me and explained why it's a good investment. Um, my mom actually made me do all the bookkeeping as well. So I learned about profit and loss and where all the money came from, where the money went. Um, and, you know, from then on, I was sort of fascinated with real estate investing. And that's been my main vehicle to grow my wealth and also get me the cash flow <laughs> to retire. So I'd like to actually do a pivot now and go back to your website. So your website is 5am Joel and the name doesn't come from nothing. Why have you been waking up at 5am in the morning? Yeah, that's, uh, that's what I'm mostly known for now. So 5am uh, started about almost two years ago. I was, uh, I've never been a morning person. Uh, I always hated up getting up early in the mornings and my buddy and I were at a party and he said, uh, we, we were late night drinking and uh, we were joking about how long we we're going to sleep in the next day, like as if it's some awesome thing to just waste time and sleep. And uh, we we're making fun of people getting up early. And he said, oh, actually, I read that most successful people get up at 5 a.m. every morning. So I tried it once and he tried it for 30 days. And I was like, dude, well, that's that's cool. What, what happened? And he said... Uh, it was the most amazing thing he's done in his life. His whole business changed. It was the best he's ever felt. And I was like, just totally shocked. And so I said to him, well, if it's so good, why aren't you doing it now? And he said, well, it's actually really difficult. It's just extremely difficult. It requires self-discipline and is very tough. And he said, he sort of said the magic combination of words to me, which is extremely difficult and extremely rewarding. And that hit 
and I thought, you know what, I'm going to try it. So 5am started as a bit of a dare, like see if I can do it. The very next day, got up at 5am and I've been doing it ever since. And, um, and he's right, it's not easy. It uh, absolutely sucks sometimes. And it's hard and it's challenging and sometimes you don't know why you're doing it, but if you stick with it, uh, there are a lot of benefits that come from it. So even now, I don't have a job to get up for, but I still get up at 5 a.m. And uh, yeah, I'm just, I'm happier, I'm healthier. I work out more because I have the time to work out. I drink a little less because I don't want to stay up late anymore. Um, yeah, I'm, I've got more time to reflect and appreciate life in the mornings. Um, I think I'm more productive because I've got more time to plan. I can actually sort of conquer the day because I've thought about it already. And uh, and then also I think, I think I'm a little, I would say a little bit smarter because I've got more time for self-education. I read a lot now. I listen to a lot of podcasts. I wasn't really doing a whole heap of that before. I guess it just accelerated my my personal development and uh so yeah i will continue to do it until i until i don't see those benefits anymore and i'll encourage others along the way as well i don't think everyone should get up at 5 a.m you can get up whenever you want to get up but if you're willing to give it a shot and you're ready for a life change um yeah getting up at 5 a.m certainly changed mine Wow, it really sounds quite crazy. We've recently started getting up at 5 a.m. because Katie's uh, got a new job. So <laughs> she's a teacher. So we got to get her into work early. And I've been just getting up as well. And it actually is amazing the amount of time that there can be in the morning that you just never had before. Yeah, I'm, I'm amazed. And also people don't, people think it's just one little thing that you have a bit more time for that or maybe you do a bit better at work. But I've found that it actually sort of the benefits bleed into other areas of your life that you weren't expecting and everything becomes better because of it. It's hard to explain, but uh, you're probably going to, if you stick with this, you'll know what I mean. And uh, I'm glad to say you get up at five because I was about to challenge you to a a 5am get up 30 day competition. Um, but it Ooh. sounds like you are already on track and I hope you stick with it. Well, not the weekends though. <laughs> okay. So I will debate with you on that one because this is one of my favorite topics is weekends. Just answer me this. If you were to magically have an extra couple of hours on any given day of the week, what day would you choose? Saturday. Exactly. So why sleep in on Saturday? Why, why? You know, waste your Saturday. I understand that people need rest. I need understand that you need to recoup after a long work week. But if your company, and I'm going to speak very general here, if your company has robbed you of five days of your life and then given you another two to live it, why waste it by sleeping? I think Saturdays and Sundays are the most important days to get up at 5 a.m. And I'll continue to argue that because just just try it. Try it. Wake up without any real work to go to, and it'll be the best day of your life. So, uh, yeah, that's that's my <laughs> that's my thoughts. All right. Well, I'll have to run that past Katie. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, my wife. Uh, well, she's a teacher. Uh, also, she doesn't get up at five. 
um, you know, her get up time varies, but that doesn't affect my thing. I'll do it regardless of, of her schedule. And, um, yeah. Cool. So what's been one of your favorite posts on your website? I've got a couple. Um, one of the f- most fun ones that I wrote was kind of a, a uh, I came home one day and I looked in my office, which is kind of full of a little bit of junk. And I was trying to declutter my house. And I realized, <laughs> I, I wrote a post called, Why Do I Have Seven Surfboards? And I'm not a professional surfer. Um, you can't ride more than one board at the same time. There's no reason I should have seven surfboards. And so it was kind of funny. I started to walk around my house and realize the amount of excess crap that we all start to accumulate. So anyway, that's one of my, uh, my personal favorites. Um, the most favorite on the website that everyone has picked up and reposted was the very last one I did. It's called 500 Days Until 2020. And uh, this past Sunday, I'm not sure when this episode will air, but this past Sunday, it was exactly 500 days until January 1st, 2020. And I was sort of challenging people, if you're going to do a 500-day challenge, if you want to make one small change and do it every day for 500 days, uh, Sunday would have been a great day to start. That way you would finish on January 1st, 2020 and be a new person. So who do you want to be in January 1st, 2020? And, you know, you've got 500 days. So that's a really cool post if you want to check that out too. Yeah, I definitely will. Chain is we're just going to take a quick break and then we'll dive right back into the value link round. Chain is, did you know that Katie and I actually have a second podcast? It's the Chain of Wealth Money Minutes and you can listen to it on iTunes. However, we've designed it specifically for your morning routine with Alexa. So definitely check out Alexa and search for Money Minutes by Chain of Wealth. It'll pop right up. It's a great way to start your day. We give daily money tricks Monday to Friday. So definitely check it out. So Joel, what does your saving or retirement plan look like? To be honest, um, I don't have, at this point, a real good savings and retirement plan. Um, as we've talked about, I've left my job. so And that was our primary money maker, if you will. Um, so I've got a few options from here. Um, I can certainly go back to work, get another high paying job and quickly rush my way to financial independence. But to be honest, um, there's really only a f- certain few jobs that will allow me to do that. I'm not really sure if I want to do them anymore. So if I look at sort of the next level down paying jobs, that will allow me to have a little bit more of a flexible um, lifestyle, if you will, and working environment. And perhaps they'll pay me a little bit less. And maybe my, my path to financial independence will extend a few years. And I'm okay with that too. So right now I'm, I'm still figuring that out. And, uh, I don't care if it takes me even a few years to go and figure that out. I'd rather relax and follow a plan that I've made and a plan that I want versus quickly rush into a plan with the goal of achieving financial independence as early as possible. Um, I think I, I want the finish line to be further away and really enjoy the path. So uh, sorry, it's not really the best answer of what my plan is, but I guess my plan is to make a plan. <laughs> no, and, and that definitely makes sense, you know, and you sort of have spoken about, you know, 
how you have been saving for so long and investing for so long. And that kind of will lead itself into your retirement plan. And the fact by virtue of doing that, you now have the ability to be a bit more flexible in terms of what you're doing. So I can really appreciate that. Yeah. And um, I think um, if I was advising someone else to make a plan and someone who's not starting out in a position that I'm starting out in, I would say um, step one, just track your spending, figure out where your money actually goes and do it with no judgment or guilt, just track. Um, and then compare your spending to your values in life and, and make adjustments if you need to. So if you're spending a lot of money, like $10,000 a year on alcohol, ask whether that's actually valuable enough to keep doing. So, so track your spending and make sure it's, you know, locked down to who you are. Work out your financial independence number. And there are many ways to do this, but the simple rule is times your annual spending by 25 or 30. That's kind of your financial independence net worth goal. Uh, once you've got your goal, just work your butt off to achieve that goal. It's as simple as that. Learn how to invest, learn how to save, seek advice from people who have done it before, and that should be your plan. Don't worry about how many years it's going to take you. Don't work in something that you absolutely hate and that's going to degrade your health. Uh, but that's your plan. And if you follow that plan, you will retire early. Um, so if I was to start all over again, that would be my retirement plan and savings plan. Sounds great. So do you have any other books or podcasts you could recommend to our listeners? Yeah, yeah. Um, actually, I was trying to think of a few that maybe your listeners have not heard of before. Um, so uh, a couple of books that I've read recently that were good. Extreme Ownership by Jocko Willink. Um, this one basically goes into how you've got to take ownership and responsibility for everything in life and seemingly even the things that are out of your control, kind of. Um, and then also I'm really into autobiographies. I love reading successful people's stories, um, celebrities, um, anyone really. It's, uh, it's really cool to see where people came from. Um, so the, the best one that hit me the most was Richard Branson's autobiography, Losing My Virginity. So... Yeah, there are a couple of books and then podcasts. I, I really only listen to a handful of podcasts. The real estate one is Bigger Pockets, and uh, Bigger Pockets also have a money uh, podcast for talking about financial independence. Um, and then a couple other financial independence ones. Countdown to FI is pretty hilarious. Um, there's some bad language on there, which is also pretty hilarious. So just watch out for that. Uh, Fire Drill is another one. So yeah, they're the ones that I follow. Awesome. We're actually um, appearing on Countdown to FI shortly, so definitely look out for that episode. <laughs> I will. Yeah, have fun with those guys. and uh, We definitely did have a good time with them, so it's a very fun episode. <laughs> oh, awesome. Um, were you drinking as well as you were recording? We weren't. It was early in the morning, but... Uh, <laughs> You know, like it was a very entertaining podcast. We definitely changed things up a little bit and you'll see what I mean when it comes out. <laughs> I'm uh, looking forward to hearing that. Definitely. <laughs> so do you have a favorite quote? Yeah. Um, I'm kind of like a walking quote book. I bust them out at random times, but um, I would say <laughs> the one that 
that I'm telling a lot of people right now is uh, whether you think you can or you think you can't, you're right. And it's by Henry Ford. And basically, I hear people all the time that say, I can't do this and I can't do that. I can't get up at 5 a.m. and I can't invest in real estate or I can't retire early. And my response to them is, you never will with that attitude. And if you think you can, you can. So, yeah, that'd be my, my favorite one right now. Fantastic. Joel, we've absolutely loved hanging out today. Do you have any other last parting piece of advice for our listeners? And then we'll say goodbye. Yeah, I would just encourage everyone. My, my last piece of advice is to just do it. Uh, everyone talks a big game, but you really got to start walking the walk. Uh, don't worry about what everyone thinks. Don't worry about what everyone else is doing. Don't ask other people's opinions. You don't need permission for anything. Just do it. And do the stuff that's in your mind. Do your ideas. And uh, yeah, that's what I would say. Shane, it's we've been hanging out with Joel. You can check out his website. It's 5amjoel.com. And Shane, if I have something for you, it's challenge yourself. Whether you're going to wake up at 5am every morning for 30 days or whatever it is, find something that you don't ordinarily do and challenge yourself. Cashback is not available on gas in New Jersey and Wisconsin. Hey, good morning. You're heading to the airport, right? Yeah, thanks for checking. I like the car. How long have you been a rideshare driver? About three years now. I really enjoy it. Isn't it hard to make money these days with the price of gas being so high? Not for me. I use Upside, the free app that gives you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get real money back when you get gas with the Upside app? Yep, I get real cash back every time I get gas. Does that actually add up to anything? I'll make around $200 to $300. Wow, that's serious extra cash. I'm downloading the Upside app now. Download the free Upside app now to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code CAR for an extra 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank account, PayPal, or a gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code CAR for a 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code CAR. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.